0: Welcome to the Success Journey Show. Let's travel together through the lives of individuals on the road to success.
1: Hey, what's going on, travelers? We are back with you for another week of the Success Journey Show. I am Ricky Venters, and I'm here with none other, you got it, Marlon Madden. Marlon, man, let's tell our guests, man, some ways that they can reach, reach us and some things that they can do for us um, in terms of listening to the show and some subscriptions and stuff, what we got going on for them.
0: Hey, travelers, listen, we appreciate you guys. You guys are doing great, but we want to take it up to the next level. Listen, if you're looking for us, there's many ways to get to us. You can get to us on YouTube and it's easy. Everything is The Success Journey Show. So if you go onto YouTube, you look for The the, the Success Journey Show. If you go onto any of the podcast platforms, it is, once again, The Success Journey Show. Now, if you want to get to our website, I'm going to make it easy for you. com. All right. <laughs> and once you go on there, you could go on to ours. You're going to see a guy. He's going up a hill, a mountain, whatever. Hit the stream button. You get to the stream button. You pick whichever podcast you want to go to. And... You could leave a comment, you could like, you could subscribe it, just like you could do on the platform that you use. And we'd, we'd appreciate that. If you want to give us a one star, two star, three star, however they do it, hopefully it's a five star, and you give us a comment and tell us how we're doing so we can improve our show for you.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You heard that, travelers, man. Looking forward to he- hearing and reading your comments, man, and just providing even more quality content for you guys in the future. So, but we all came here for a reason and that is to get on with, a, a, an, another show. And we're going to bring to you a special guest, special guest. All of our guests were special. Uh, and this one is no exception to that. Uh, it's none other than John DePietro. Hey, John, thank you for joining us.
2: Hey guys, it's a pleasure to be, um, here on the, um, well, what are we on it? Would we, we, we call it this radio? Would would be on the ca- on the pod or would it be on the cast? What would we be? <laughs> All of them. All of them. <laughs> All, the yes, All yes, of the above. Yes, yes, hey, yes, yes. Let's have some fun. It's a pleasure to be with you guys.
0: Oh, man, it's a pleasure for you to be here. Yes, sir. Yes, hey, sir. Listeners, let me tell you, the reason why this one is very special is because I don't remember how we got connected, John. But when I finally started speaking to John, John said, guess what? I had a TV show and it was called The Success Journey Show. (laughs) And we're like, oh, man, is this guy going to sue us?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I never thought of that.
0: <laughs> oh man!
2: Oh man! Just give me some of your. You give me ten percent of what you're making on this show. We'll all be happy.
0: <laughs> oh man! And I'm telling you, I was like, "What?" And of course, you know, we we plan to try to take this to, to a TV show too. So it was so dynamic that we um linked up. So, John. Before we get deep into your story, just give us uh, a little tad bit and tell us about yourself. Been in the
2: media business but pretty much my whole adult life. And, um, you know, I was one of those little kids that um, on Sunday nights, I'd put the transistor radio under my pillow and listen to radio stations from all over the country. And I'd make believe that I was the announcer. And oh, wow. uh, little did I know that that's what, uh, you know, that subconscious stuff that's in your brain or your mind um, it's not just subconscious. It's there for a reason. And many times it's a dream that people have, but they're told, oh, you could never be that person. Why don't you just, you know, go to work in a bank or go to work at an insurance company or go to work at a gas station or something. Um, but the, <laughs> if you've got one of those little voices in your head, listen to it and follow it. And um, you know what? Right after college, I um, always wanted to be in radio, still because I was doing, um, I was a sports editor of the college paper, and we had a great basketball team. And I used to go to the national tournaments, and I used to love sitting down in the press row, right on the right on courtside. Um, but the thing I liked best is that they gave you free food at uh, an intermission. <laughs> I said, "Hey, this isn't bad. I get to watch a basketball game. I get to eat free hot dogs. I get to meet cool people, and I even get paid for it." So. That's pretty much it, and I've I've been in radio and TV since uh, nineteen seventy three. Wow! I was born nineteen seventy eight. Oh man, I just gave away my age. And that's about all the time (laughs) that we have for tonight. (laughs) Pleasure talking with you guys. We'll see you again next week. (laughs) Wow! Wow! Wow. Wow! High school reunion when you were getting born.
0: A oh, man, man, that's crazy.
1: And I didn't even say I didn't even say when I was born yet. Yeah. Okay, I was
2: was <laughs> further long than that one. But here's what I ask people: I say, "How old would you be if you didn't know how old you were?" And yeah, you know what? Age is a state of mind. I mean, I'll, I'll be yeah. sixty-nine in a couple months, but I wow. I still think like a twenty-five-year-old, and. um mm-hmm. You know what? You got to stay. If, if you're mentally young, you're physically young. And mm. many times you go to reunions and you look at people that they're the same age, but they look 20 years older than you.
1: Correct. And Correct.
2: You know what? And yeah. it's kind of because they stop dreaming. They kind of stop looking forward. And, you know, the only bit of philosophy I'll impart with you is, um, you know what? When you're in your car, your windshield is many, many, many times bigger than your rearview mirror. Mm. if if life is ahead of you and um, the rear view mirror is behind you, spend a lot more time looking ahead than looking in the rear view mirror because after you know, after people get to be 30, 35 years old they're just looking in that rear view mirror saying, um, you know, remember how it used to be. Well the fact mm. is you can't turn, even though somebody wrote a song, if I could turn back the hands of time, Correct. Y- y'all can't and um yeah. Sorry about the y'all stuff. I did say I was from Massachusetts, but <laughs> <laughs> I have a bunch of friends in Nashville, and if I say "you guys" down there, <laughs> I don't to talk to them. so
1: man, man, so so. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm loving the, the story so far, man. I mean, I, and we have. So, man. I don't know. We have time to get through all of this, but I have so many questions just by this little bit that you shared already. You know, so you're saying that you know you grew up with this passion of just you know imagining and dreaming, you know, every night, you know, while you're you know listening to radio stations, transistor radio, the transistor radio.
2: radio. But <laughs> <laughs> and and let it me right. tell you, folks, that ain't. It looks like an iPhone, but it ain't an iPhone. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Not at all. Not at yeah. all.
1: And, you know, you're dreaming about, oh, man, I want to be an announcer, announcer. And, you know, you get the opportunity to be a part of something when you're in college um, and actually even pretty much start living out your dream. You know, I mean, at that point, you didn't even know what was going to become, you know, to you in the future. But, you knew in that moment, you you were living out the dream that you had as that child, you know. So after you transition from that point, you know, how did you know where to go next? You know, well, cause I never knew. I, you see announcers all over the place. You know, how, how do
2: people become announcers
1: like wh- or, you know, MCs or whatever it may be, well, you know, in that space.
2: Y- you practice at it until you get good at it. And you know, mm. if you want to be an MC or something like that, then you know what? If you're if the local town where you live in is having a basketball banquet or a, you know, a choir rehearsal or you know something like that, just say, "Hey, can I MC your event?" And uh, mm. you know, the worst they can tell you is no. Correct. See, now you can tell people you have an international radio show Mm. and, um, you know, they're going to listen to you from that perspective. But I should tell you is that um, from wanting to be on the radio to being on the radio, uh, there was only like a 35 year break, (laughs) 35 (laughs) years. And And it wasn't until two and a half, three years ago. That actually was on the radio, um, you know, with any degree of regularity. And that was only because the regular host um, got sick in a short, you know, on short notice. And somebody called me down the hall because I spent most of my time in sales. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. But they said, hey, we need you to do the show. And I said, they said, look, you got a half hour to get some guests. So I called up everybody I knew. And I said, I need you for 20 minutes. I need you for 20. And I had to fill three hours. Wow. And, uh, you know, three hours with no practice is daunting. Um, wow. You know, so you get through it. You know, you're, you come out of it with your armpits feeling like Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know what? Many times you, you need to be, just be thrown to the lions. Correct. Because sometimes if you practice too much, it's mm. no good. Mm-hmm. oh man you know so <laughs> uh, when I was in college and the basketball coach there I went to Assumption College in Worcester Massachusetts and they had a great division two basketball team they make it to the national championships every year we'd even come down to DC and play Catholic U and Georgetown on a weekend and beat them both oh, uh, wow. and uh, <laughs> um, you know back before the Big East yeah is that funny the Big East is kind of coming going <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> if I Georgetown basketball, you know, we would beat them. We we're a division two school beating a division one school. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The coach, his name was Joe O'Brien. And he went on from there to be the um, director of the Basketball Hall of Fame in Massachusetts. And um, he was also president of the NABC, the National Association of Basketball Coaches. But the thing I remember watching him as a student, uh, as a student of the game, and as a, and as a sports writer for the college paper is he would go up and down the bench and he'd have a rolled up program in his hands and he would tap the kids on the bench, uh, the kids that were on the bench that weren't playing at the time. He would tap them on the head and say, be ready, be ready, be ready, mm. because look, at, look, at, look at Tom Brady. Yes. Look at that story. I know y'all don't like talk about that, I, but
0: uh, I, I don't. I don't. I, I, and, you know, I, I'm telling you because, you know, we're, from, we're both from New York, so yep.
2: can't we yep. can't. Mm. Yeah, but the Giants did beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl.
0: Hey, we have that. The <laughs> only people to beat
2: them twice. <laughs> but you know what? Be <laughs> ready. Yes. And if when Bledsoe went down, it was not New York jet that took him out of the game. Everybody said, oh, there goes the season. Then Brady shows up um, because he was ready. And mm-hmm. I don't care, folks, who's ever listening to this right now, whatever you're doing for your career uh, or being a father or mother or, or a sister or brother, uh, you always got to be looking ahead. Can't be looking back. And you got to be ready for what's going to happen. And um, many times, in fact, in most cases, most of us don't know what's going to happen. That's kind of like the fun part of life. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's correct. Hey, I'm telling you. So now what I want to what I want you to do is just paint the scene for us. I can tell you right now you're a good storyteller and I know and I know you're a good salesman, too, because good salesmen can tell great stories.
2: (laughs) Thank you. I I take that in the best possible light.
0: (laughs) No, hey, I, I was in the same boat. I was a Marine Corps recruiter. So, you know. I was okay. I, I was uh, okay. I, I I understand exactly okay. where you're coming from. <laughs> All I can tell you can <laughs> simplify. Hey, do or die, Rah. <laughs> Rah. So, pay, paint for us a picture of how you end up doing the success journey show, and what did you guys do?
2: Well, there was another gentleman whose name was Dave Bedard who worked with me at a at a TV station from '78 to '80, and then he went on to another market. And um, actually worked with Matt Lauer and, uh, and Meredith Vieira down in, in Providence uh, mm. on the sales side. And I um, did the radio thing in Worcester. And then uh, probably in about 2010, or 9 or 10, um, we bumped into each other after a, after a period of time. And um, um, I, had, I had written a book called You Don't Have to Be Perfect to Be Great. You don't have to be perfect to be great, which I just checked. It's still available on Amazon. Um, and it was because I was working with people like Kenny Rogers and Neil Diamond and Ringling Brothers Circus and Lady Antebellum and um, the, the WWF. All I was working with all those people and um, all the people that I saw that were successful had failed many, many times on their way to becoming successful. And I think that's the thing that you're going to find as you do this show more and more, more and more of your guests will tell you, you know what? I wasn't born with the silver spoon. Um, and I, f- I fell many more times. The only difference is when I fell, I dusted myself off and got up and started all over again. Yes. And, um, you know, I mean, let's just use a, a sports analogy here for a second. Every year in October, um, somebody in the American League and the National League wins a batting championship, meaning they have the highest batting percentage, you know, batting average. And it's usually about 350 to three 340 to 350, which means if they've been up to the plate 10 times, seven times they failed. Yeah. But mm. the three times that they made it, allowed them to become the championship the champion so you can't look at your current um you know one loss record you just got to keep moving on moving on moving on so um we said hey let's do a tv show um you know called the success journey and David Dard came up with that title the success journey I can't um I can't claim credit for that So he's the one who's going to sue you, not me. (laughs) (laughs) And we just went around and found local people. And um, then after we got good with the local people, we called Bob Cousy, the basketball player, Um, you know, one of the top all time people in the NBA, Um, you know, who was a New Yorker, by the way, but we let, we let that slide. slide. (laughs) You know, et cetera. And then I took that, same concept then David went on to a to a job uh, selling TV and I went on to a job producing another show at an ABC and Fox affiliate in Massachusetts um, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think of what we called it. Oh simply living and um, you know I took that concept and just put it onto um, broadcast TV from from local cable to broadcast TV um, mm-hmm. and now I do. A show every Wednesday night on the internet um, for the New England RV Dealers Association, which is a uh, a live TV, you know, video interview show um, with people from all over the country that are um, experts in the RV business. So, oh wow! You know, we just keep you keep changing the technology. In fact, I was just in New York City yesterday at B and H Photo. Y'all, y'all know where that is? B&H yeah. Photo. Yep. Yep. Over on thirty yep. fourth and eighth, and yep. um, you know, there's so much new technology out there that I mean, look, look we're doing this on a phone right now,
1: correct. exactly,
2: and correct. Nobody's going to know that we're not doing this in a, in a you know a ten track studio, yeah, because of technology and um, you know, it, it's exciting stuff, and you know, for a guy who's going to be 69 years old, um, looking forward to stuff is keeps you alive. <laughs>
1: wow. 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 Yes, no, yes, I yes, love yes. it, man. It, it, you know, it just even as listening to, to your journey and just the different transition and different phases. And, you know, a lot of people that are maybe listening now. You're like, Oh, okay. He went from here. Then he went to, went to do do this and this came up, but I don't know if you're picking up on the time frame in which a lot of those shifts took place, you know? So, Oh yeah. You're doing it from. Five, uh, you say you met your, your buddy, in uh, uh seventy eight, close to eighty, uh, you guys didn't meet back up until two thousand and eight, right? You know, and then you said you didn't get onto actual radio until three years ago, you know. So right. it was still, you know. So I mean, you guys don't. I hope you guys don't miss the fact that there's a lot of life happening between these transitions. Oh, absolutely. But like, like John said, you got to be ready and take advantage of the moments in the lifetime of the, the
2: moment that's there. Right. You know, and, the, that's and the things that were happening during those time periods, they were giving us the material to talk about. Yeah. That time period, you know, that experience that you get with, with age. And um, as long as you don't feel old and, yeah. uh, you know, don't look down on people that are younger than you. Uh, mm-hmm. And in one person, you know, two people that look down on people, one was the president of data general and one was the president of IBM that both said to a young guy, "Correct, um, you know what? Don't even bother coming to us because we're not going to part with you. And that guy was Bill Gates. Correct. Okay? <laughs> so, and he
0: took IBM out of yep, business.
2: Yep, yep. <laughs> I've been moved or, or some people call it itty bitty minds. because <laughs> yeah. They weren't thinking ahead. They said, you know, no one, no one will ever have a computer in their house. And, you know, yesterday when I was taking the train to New York, I was, you know, on my phone plugged in and, um, you know, checking my email and not just wasting time looking out the window of the train. Correct. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, go ahead, Marlon.
0: So, so another thing I want to, uh, I want to ask you is what made you so what in, in regards to your parents, what made you so attractive, attracted to um, radio? Did they did they like that kind of stuff? And I know you put transistor radio under your pillow, but what, what was that fostered by your parents or?
2: Well, if you ever saw me, you'd know that I make a I look much better on radio than TV. <laughs> 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 when, when I would bring customers around the radio station, I would uh, joke with the with the on air personalities. I'd say, "Now here's so and so. Now doesn't he have a face for radio?" <laughs> and, but, you know that was just a technology at the time was radio because tv was untouchable uh, mm. up until five years ago when you know all the new technology came out and um you know uh you just gotta you gotta stay with with and i don't mean read popular mechanics or or any of those other technology you know magazines but um then video became affordable um and we just yeah. took advantage of it and still continue to do so today. But now podcasting is coming back like never before. And the interesting thing is, see, I do a show Wednesday night with a with a partner, um, a colleague in the, in the RV biz, um, but it's on TV and it's hour long. Oh, okay. We get six or seven thousand views a week, um, which some people say, oh, that's nothing. And some people say, wow, that's great. That's but, a lot to us you know, here's the deal. In order to watch that show, you've got to sit down in front of a laptop or have it on your phone or or on your desktop or on your tablet. The beauty of podcasting is that you can listen to a podcast while you're doing something else. So yesterday when I was driving to the train, because you don't want to drive into New York, you know what I mean by that. Yep. Um, (laughs) I was listening to podcasts along the way. And boy, I tell you, it makes the ride seem a lot quicker. And when I was... Discussing what to do before I put this anchor podcast together, um, you know, everybody said the thing with podcasts is that you can reach people in a whole bunch of different while they're doing a bunch of different things, and which gives you a um, an advantage over video because you have to watch video, especially if you've got slides and charts and graphs. Correct.
1: Correct. Um, Correct. You know, absolutely right. Absolutely right. You're starting to see podcasts picking up more and more over well, the years. I mean,
2: and iHeart Radio, you know, which is yeah. the largest audio company in the world, just um, bought a giant. Uh, you know, one of the top names in in uh, I can't even think of what it was in podcasting, and you know they had the the iHeart Podcast Awards, and um, yep. You know, now Rod Burgundy has come out. Yep. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, and. Yeah, yeah. Um, Everybody now has a podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And and that's what, and that's the, the now the challenge is, you know, when a market gets saturated, um, sometimes you just have to be, because with our show, what we've noticed is that, or when a market saturated is that everybody jumps on it because it becomes, they think of, as it a oh, fad. Right. But if you have, but if you have a love for it and a right. passion it for it, work. because yeah. exactly, because you know, and I know as well that in the interim of this thing, you're not making no big money like everybody right. thinks you are. Right. But because you have a love for it, you continue to do it and you just want to push out the message that you want to get across. And eventually, if it turns to something, it turns to something. But you just like you said, you you don't live your years saying, What if I could have? Oh, I could have or I should have or I would have. Um, but you just end up doing what you're doing. So we see that it's it's gonna be a market that a lot of people is gonna be in, but the time, the test of time will tell. Who really wants to be in this and push a message to people, um, uh, um, um, uh, and a positive message, message right. too? Because
2: l- long after the fad wears off, and you guys are still on, um, people are going to say, "Wow, those guys had the staying power to hang with this after it became, um, you know, the, after the the people were changing the next, Wait. chasing, chasing the next fad."
1: Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. Absolutely. So tell us. <clears throat> you know, you said a couple of things in terms of your journey and some people that you worked with, just highlight a couple of them and some of your experience. I mean, you said a WWE or WWF. Well, it was
2: WWF at the time. WWF. Correct. And, um, yeah. You know, now it's WWE, but I got to go, I got to know Hulk and, um, um, mm. you know, and the, 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 here's the interesting one. Um, one day I'm at an event and, um, I had the access, you know, the access to go backstage, if you will, because I knew all the people, you know, from the business side, I didn't know many of the talent because, um, you know, they would change so often. Um, but I'm standing there and in Hulk Hogan is out on the, um, in the ring. And, you know, there's 12,000 people in the arena and I'm just standing by the exit and I look over and there's a guy with tights that was about, um, you know, f- uh, about a foot taller than me with his arms folded. <laughs> and um, I said, what are you doing here? You know, why aren't you in back, you know, in the dressing room getting ready? And he said, I'm watching how the best ones do it. Mm. Okay, so he's watching from the side. And that was The Rock. Oh, oh know, wow. Before he became The Rock. And now he's beat out of him anymore. He just does does it in movies. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know what I mean. Wow! And, um, you know, a few months before that, I'm backstage at a Kenny Rogers show. This is in 1989. You guys were born, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes definitely. Elementary school, but you were born. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I just met this guy before who was a newcomer in the business um, the night before in Providence. Uh, excuse me, in Portland, Maine. And now we're in Worcester, Massachusetts. And there's the opening act um, standing next to me watching Kenny Rogers on, on stage. And I said, hey, what are you doing out here? And he said virtually the exact same thing. He said, I want to see how the masters do it. And Mm -hmm. I said, that's very interesting. And that was Garth Brooks. Wow. (laughs) So it's fun to know the people when they were, when they, you know, before they were rock stars, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Thank you for listening to The Success Journey Show. Please follow us on our social media on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at The Success Journey Show. Also, check out our website at thesuccessjourneyshow.com. Show.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the show.
1: So, tell, tell the audience hey, what, what were you doing? Like, what were you doing on, on, on the on the stage there or
2: backstage? Well, or? You know, it was because they were Kenny Rogers was a customer, so mm-hmm. whenever their show would come to our town, I would arrange for all the advertising uh, and the promotion cool. for it. So, sure. um, I started work working with them in eighty three. So now it's 89, you know, six years into it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had access to, um, you know, hang with the band and the opening acts and stuff like that. And that's one thing I learned after the Garth Brooks thing was to be nice to the opening acts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cause you never know. You who never gonna know
2: who's going to gonna make it. You know yeah. what? Correct. I remember putting a pie in the face of Brad Paisley when he was a nobody. And, and <laughs> Leanne rhymes when she was a nobody. And, um, you know, um, it, 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 here's the point: be nice to everybody.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. You never know. Wow, wow, though. that's a great, great experience. So you you acted in a similar role with the you said the Ringling
2: Brothers as well, Ringling Brothers Circus. Mm-hmm. You know, the greatest show on earth. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah. the rodeos that would come to town and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And uh, I'm what? The, here's what a good forecaster of talent I was. Um, One year after a Kenny Rogers show, um, we're having coffee um, with a lady named Linda Davis, who was the opening act. Oh, wow. And I don't know if her name rings a bell to you, but her married name is Linda Scott. And (laughs) she said, and this must have been probably 15 years ago. um, And she said to my wife and I, she said, my husband and I are all excited because our daughter just signed a record contract. And they're putting together with, um, with two other guys, and they're going to, you know, promote her. And, um, and I'm going to have to tell the story backwards. So she told me the name of the band. And I said, well, you know what? They should consider changing that name because that name is too hard to pronounce. And <laughs> it's got too many letters in it. And it, and it will never fly. And, um, uh, and that's what I said to her because I, I knew it all. Yeah, that band <laughs> is Lady Antebellum. Wow. Oh, wow. So <laughs> I, was real, <laughs> I was really with it that time. <laughs> That'll never make it, Linda.
0: Never make it. Oh, never, never make
2: it. Oh, 50 man. million records later, and now they're just going to Vegas. <laughs> they're going to start in, I think, in April or so. They got, you know... Um, four shows a month in Vegas. So now they don't have to get on that tour bus anymore, anymore they right. all around the country and drive all night. They just fly to Vegas and, and uh, do the shows and that's it. Four shows a month. And, um, you wow. know, spend some of their money the rest of the time.
1: Wow. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Man. So now, so, so now I heard
0: those stories. Now I want to, I, I know there must've been an embarrassing story that you have that you're like, Oh man, I don't want nobody to ever know that one.
2: Hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This will be. Yeah. Here it is. Here it is. You guys will dig this. You guys will dig this. When I got a job at a college um, as director of public relations. okay. again, here's what the deal was. I was sports editor of the newspaper. So I knew a lot of the administrators and um, the job came up for director of public relations at Assumption College in Worcester, Massachusetts. Um, No, I was 22 years old when I applied for the job because somebody knew me from the sports world and said, look, why don't you apply for this job? And I said, well, what do you do? They said, don't worry, we'll teach you. So um, his name was Ed Engel. He's still a good friend. It's what, uh, 1973. What's that? 25, 27, 45 years later. Yeah. Still friends. And um, I'll always thank him for taking a chance on on raw talent is what I was. Um, but um, I my job was to write the release about myself. John DePietro is been just named director of public relations, blah, 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 a native of Springfield, Massachusetts. He's a 1972 graduate assumption with a degree in blah, 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 blah. He, um, you know, uh, was editor of the school paper and has a degree in. Etc. cetera. And get a picture with it, too. Right. You know, you, you see those. Yeah. 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 Yes. So named. OK. Mm-hmm. So um, I bring it down to the newspaper. I give them the picture and the story. And about a week later, it comes out. And um, little did I know that the week that I brought that story down there, there was a beauty contest in Massachusetts, in in Worcester, that same weekend. The Miss Black Teenage Massachusetts Contest. So there's the headline, DePietro named Public Relations Director, and they got the wrong picture. They have Miss Black Teenage Massachusetts as me. <laughs> so there's this young black girl with the sash that goes across. Me. You know what I mean? The sash that says Miss Black Teenage Massachusetts. And then there's the story right under it. I'm on like John DePito. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So you know what? That's kind of funny. funny. Did you keep that paper, That's though? the darkest keep- I've been. <laughs> I'm sure it's still around somewhere, but just oh, crazy. It's black oh, man. Massachusetts. That's I got funny. some ribbing out of that, I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> oh man. So so do you work with uh individuals now in terms of um training or coaching or even uh mentoring and things of that? Yeah, nature? you know what? I did
2: a lot of um teaching people how to speak. You know, Mm -hmm. to get get on the to get on the stage, Uh, principles of speech, um, of speech giving, if you will, Um, and I also did some seminars on trade show selling, because how many times have you guys been to a trade show, and you know you're looking for something, and the person who's on the other side of the desk. Is there texting or eating lunch or something? <laughs> Correct. Right? Yeah. Basically saying, Don't bother me now because my lunch and my snack is more important than your business. Uh-huh. Yes, 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 yes. So I still do some of that. Uh, and yeah, I'm doing a lot in the R V business now.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good business. I'll tell you a quick story. I was um so I used to be stationed down in Albany, Georgia, and I was passing by this house, and every time every once in a while I'll see this RV there, and it was nice. So one day I just stopped and I said, hey, sir, uh, I don't mean to bother you, but can I just see in your RV? And he started to show me the RV. He had the sides pop out. And yep, everything. Yeah. And he, had, he had the TV in there. He had one of the decked out ones. Yeah. And I started to talk to him. He said, hey, I'm retired. And what mi- I have, um, my daughter lives in Arizona and my son lives here in Albany, Georgia. We drive, drive um, around the, the, the nation and then we come down and we spend a couple of weeks here. And then we turn around and do it and we end up back in Arizona. So I was really impressed. And when you're inside of it, it's like a home. Oh, right. Exactly.
2: Exactly. You know, like three TVs, air conditioner, microwave.
0: Correct. Sides pop out. I was was so amazed. I was amazed at the the size of that thing.
2: So So, I'll be going to their big convention uh, um, in March out in Salt Lake City to talk about some of the people there. But, uh, you know, I've interviewed the president of Winnebago and. Tiffin and whatever, and you know what they're just they're presidents of huge companies, but they're just regular, regular people, people. wow, yeah. just correct. regular people,
0: yeah, and they like being treated like that, I find right, so.
2: right, exactly, because that's how they grew up, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the most of these people are not like second or third generation that had the company handed to them they're, they they had to work for it, correct, and, yeah, correct. you know, if anything, um the people that have had the toughest childhood usually end up the best executives because they know how to overcome adversity and, and dream big.
1: Yeah, correct. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Man, John, I tell you, this is uh, just a wealth of just great information and just you know, ins- inspiration. I would say even, you know, just hearing, you know, life from your perspective about you, you, have seen a lot, you've been around a lot of individuals um, and you, you can, your perspective on things is like, Hey guys, you know, you, you have those people that are in, in wow and shock or in unbelief of, the, of their own capabilities. But it was like, you know, you said, J- just never stop dreaming. There's just, just always be ready, you know, right. and just, just keep pushing, you know, never, never settle, you know, and, and you, you know, know what, know, can be beautiful.
2: The yeah. world gets out of their way of the person who walks with a purpose. Mm, yeah. Wow. You know, Mr. Marine, um, yes, sir. you know, you had, you had to look a certain way you had to have, um, you know, the shirts pressed and Correct. pants pressed and, you know, you couldn't have a scrappy, you know, a you know, uh, the beard and stuff. You, you had to look the part and many times how you present yourself before you even say a word determines how others are going to react to you. Yeah. Yes. yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, if you learn anything from the military, you learn that, you know, you, you got to be part of the team. Um, but yet you retain your own individual, you know, your, your own individual flair, if you will. Mm, um, yes. But you it. look sharp, you play smart and you be smart and be respectful. And, you know, when yeah. I just called you, Mr. Marine, you said, yes, sir. OK, that's a of respect. <laughs> yeah. yes, I think if anything, today, what young people need to do is respect others. Absolutely. And, um, you know, put the damn phones down, make eye contact and, you know, learn how to shake hands with somebody and look them straight in the eye.
0: Absolutely. Yes. And and, and sit down with your elders. I'm telling you, right? I love hearing when you when elders tell you like. When you're telling a story, you go, it was back in 1970, yeah, 1974. And I was at the step of, you guys, you guys paint the picture when you're you're telling a story. I love that.
2: I love that. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) So, so we, we have some people that listen to us that are in sales and, and marketing and things of that nature. You don't have to go too deep into it, but you get what's some tips you can give to anyone that is in that arena. Well, uh, that's looking I'm to glad you it
2: up because the thing that allowed me to spend the time with the entertainers is that my, my client was this, was the arena. Um, mm. You know, like if it was in Baltimore, it would, it would have been the old, uh, you know, the one in Landover um, I went Set- from New York. Set-X. For Set-X. example, it, it would have either been the Meadowlands mm-hmm. uh, or the garden or, yep. or yep. union, uh, out in union deal. What was that called? Uh, Uh, my There, yeah,
1: I know exactly what you're talking about. Out in Nassau,
2: yeah, Nassau Coliseum, yeah, yeah, Nassau Coliseum. Yeah. Um. So they was my they was my customers. They they didn't teach me how to speak either. They was my customers. So they were my customers. So um, you know the the sales tip for the salespeople is be persistent, be polite. And, um, you know, in the book I wrote, the number one chapter, uh, the book is called again, I, I'll pitch the book. I don't know if, even know if it's available at the, but it's on Amazon. Um, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to great. Chapter number one is persistent, be persistent. Um, um, and if you're persistent, people see that you believe in yourself and the quick story, when I wrote the book, I had like 15 chapters and I had a one word title and then I had a story that, uh, depicted what, what it meant by that one word. And mm. the persistent story was this. I had to call on a customer for four years before they spent their first dollar with me. Wow. Okay. Mm. And then when they did, they were spending 12,000 a month and I was making 20%. So do the math on that.
0: Yes, yes,
1: okay. yes, yes. I yes, mean, yes. That's you well over a hundred
2: grand a year back in 1984. Yep. So. Well, two years into the business dealings with these people I got to know the president pretty well and he called me aside at, we're at some function and he said hey Petro. I said yes sir he said um, do you know why we finally did business with you and I jokingly said my good looks he said no <laughs> he said, because I used to get you tickets for the Celtics, Bruins, Red Sox and Patriots whenever you want them he said no I said well Mr. Gould his name was Calvin Gould they own Big D Supermarkets um, I said, why was it? He said, because you kept coming back when we kept telling you no. Mm. Mm. Think of that. Yeah. You get the door slammed in your face and you come back. Now, you don't come back the next day. <laughs> you come back when there's a good, um, you know, good opportunity to come back. Yes, yes, and yes, yes Then yes, people yes. realize that, you know what, you must really believe in what you're selling um, if you're going to put up with all that prior rejection to come back and tell us something else and um, you know ultimately they became my biggest customer and um you know we had that relationship for for quite a while and um he's passed but his daughters are still friends wow. Um, but oh, wow you know, it, 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 everybody needs adversity before they see the sunshine
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'll, I'm loving your story because it, it's putting me back in mind of when I was a recruiter. Right. And I, you know, I'll tell them people that what I, what I figured out when I was recruiting and if any Marine Corps, Air Force, Army, Navy, Coast Guard recruiter, any recruiter is listening. What I did was when instead of, at first I used to target the kids, yeah. but then I found out talk to the target, talk to the parents, parents. And once I got the parents in my corner, yeah. after that kid went to boot camp, because I did such a great job and I didn't lie to the kids and I helped it generally helped the kid yeah. out. What happened was the parent, any other parent that said, hey, I'm th- my son is thinking or my daughter is thinking of joining the military. They brought that cu- that that, that, that per- person. Right. Exactly. That's
2: yeah. exactly, and,
0: it, and, and I get calls. I've been off recruiting duty since 2014 and I still get emails to my military email. And I still get calls. Sometimes somebody asks me, Hey, um, can you talk to this young man? I, um, I want you to give him some information on um, before he goes down and talk to his recruiter. Mm. And I'm telling you that, that building that relationship and networking is, is, is very
2: important. And, and I'm glad you brought up recruiting because in reality, whatever we do, it's recruiting. Correct. You yes. You're recruiting somebody to, to join your business or you're recruiting yes. someone to believe in you so that, um, um, you know, you can help their business. And I, I had a friend, uh, tell me something not too long ago. I mean, he told me it long ago, but, but it, it came out again, not too long ago where, and this is what it was. If you do something for someone else with no expectation of return, then the return you get is going to be much greater than what you put into it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do it for someone without any expecting anything back. And what you will get back is going to be much greater than what your input was.
1: Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I'm loving so it. true. Yep. So true. So true. Well, Marlon, man, I don't want to keep John all night, you know, but I, I would want you to ask the last question uh, for him this evening. Okay,
0: Um, John, if you were if you could go back to that young man that was listening to the transistor radio, graduating from high school, getting ready to college, knowing what you know now, what would be some of the advice that you would give yourself, um, you know, way back then?
2: You know, that's that's an excellent question. And I know that you ask that uh, to a lot of the guests because I've heard a lot of your shows and they all come back and they say, man, you know what? I don't know if I would have changed much. Mm -hmm. Believe in yourself more. Yeah. Believe Mm. in yourself more so that you can handle handle the rejection better. uh, Mm. and Realize that, you know, it's it's a game of averages. No matter what you do. Now, what career you're in, it's a game of averages. And, um, there, there's a young person that I'm tutoring right now with. I'm going to tell you his name. It's his name is Mike Yuva, UVA. U-V-A. And he's a sportscaster down in Columbia, South Carolina. And, um, I happened to meet him in college when we were listening to, uh, the women's basketball coach at UConn, Gino Ariema, the, the winningest basketball coach in college basketball history, men yes. or women at, yes. at university of Connecticut. And, um, you know, I, I met him there, found out, um, we went to the same high school and the same college. So he was just a good kid. So, um, you know, I said, look at, if you want to be in sports broadcasting, I'll introduce you to a few people. And, um, you know, so I introduced him to the top people in Boston and, you know, he's still, you know, climbing, he's been named sportscaster of the year three times in in five years in the business. Wow. Uh, Mississippi one year, and then two years in a row in South Carolina. Um, And I think one of them was North and South Carolina. But anyway, here's what he's doing because he played college football. He knows it's all averages. He kept, he's got 20 rejection letters from places that he applied to that he didn't get hired. Okay. Before he got his first, yes, he's got 20 and he heard it from someone else who's the lead anchor in another station in, in Hartford, Connecticut, he said he had 35 letters of people saying he's not good enough, but you know what? It's just incentive to make you work harder. So, um, you know, when you have that belief in yourself, the no's don't count because you know, there's going to be yes. Yeah. So I'm, I know I'm giving too long. I'm, I'm giving you an No, no, no. Perfect. perfect. Beautiful. Perfect. Well, Wikipedia answer, but just believe in yourself. If, <laughs> if you're a legitimate honest person and what you're doing doesn't hurt someone in order to help you, then it's okay. It's good. So just believe in yourself.
1: Man. Love it. Love it, John. John, man, we really, truly sincerely thank you for being on our show today and, and, and travelers. I I hope that you guys uh, truly enjoy just, just a thought and the wisdom that John DePietro was able to share with us uh, today. Listen, we have so much, um, uh, so much coming forward to you. We have so many uh, more guests that are going to come, but we don't want you to uh, miss all the opportunities that are going to be coming up. So we, if you can just go to our website, you you, want to check out our podcast. You want to check out all of our featured guests. Uh, and, And the reason why I'm saying that is because we have an opportunity for you to Connect with our guests and the way you connect with our guests is through commenting on our on our reviews, going to our Instagram Instagram page, going to our YouTube channel, leaving a question there. And what we'll do is we will direct those questions to our guests and those guests can respond accordingly. So, hey, this is not just a one way street where you're just listening, but you can get the advice, um, the, 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 the mentorship or whatever it is that you're looking for that's what we're packaging and bringing it to, to you guys. So John, again, we want to thank you so much. And John, before we uh, let you go, uh, is there any way that anyone could uh, contact you? I know you mentioned your show and your podcast. That you yeah, do. they can,
2: uh, you know what? Um, on Facebook, it's just John Pietro. real simple. Mm-hmm. J-O-H-N-D-I-P-I-E-T-R-O. And they can send a comment that way.
1: Perfect. Hey, you heard it. You heard it guys. Well, Again, travelers, this we have come to the end of another episode, another great episode. And we will see you guys next week at the same place on the Success Journey Show. Everyone have a good one. Peace.
0: One oh, love you've been listening to the success journey show where your dreams drive determination and diligence are the foundation to success for
2: more information check out the successjourneyshow.com the journey squad is here helping you to your destination